Never read Kill Raven, which was his best comic. <laughs> hey, that's in your opinion. You don't know what it, I don't know what his best comic is. Okay, he wrote a whole bunch of shit, and I tried to, and I did read his Black Panther. That shit was long and boring. I'm trying to, I tried to get through Saber, but I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be reading the Detective it's Incorporated. No, and that's probably more wordy too. Why? See, that's why his eyes ain't known as one of the better writers like Chris Claremont and John Byrne and all of them. He's a well, generation. And Denny O'Neill and who else? The first really good writer uh, was Alan Moore, even. Because uh, yeah. Denny O'Neill and Steve Gerber weren't as good as him. He just came onto this scene. He's like, Look, here's how it's done. And he made everybody else look bad in comparison. And then the rest of the British invasion came. Garth Ennis, even though he's writing the coattails of other people like Neil Gaiman and Grant Morrison and Ellen Moore. Or did I say Neil Gaiman? I made a mistake. My point is <laughs> the British invasion. Oh, before we go any further, I'm Timmy Doom, and that's Trenchcoat Mafia. We're about to review. The Phantom Zone, number one, from 1982, DC Comics, written by the team that brought you Howard the Duck, Gene Colan on art, and Steve Gerber, writer. And that's that got canned. <laughs> when the Marvel finally got his shit together, they got a real editor boy. They got Steve Shooter. He's like, get your get your ass out of here with your fucking Howard. Fuck your Howard the Duck. I've got Bill Mantlo, a real writer, to write it. He kicked Steve Gerber to the curb. Bill Mantlo sucked. That was the worst Howard ever. And now we got Phantom Zone. Okay. Oh, speaking of, you were talking about Alan Moore earlier. Yeah, I heard that he and Michael Malcolm McLaren, who was the the manager for Sex Pistols, they wrote a screenplay together. I guess it was back in the seventies. Somebody should make a comic out of it. So I would read it. Uh, they did. And you know they did, probably. That's why you're saying that. It's called... What's the name of it? Damn. I don't know. Because they were reviewing it on uh, Geek. Anyway, uh, Malcolm McLaren is dead, even though he was only 60-something. He dropped dead for whatever reason. <laughs> uh, why you think? Okay, he was a sex addict, probably a drug addict. He, had, he lived a crazy lifestyle. He managed to sex piss... Anyway. And he recorded one great album called Fans. It was a cross between rap and opera. Uh, that don't sound too good. <laughs> the name of the... Avant-garde. Oh, the name of the screenplay was Fashion Beast, and it is a comic book. And they were talking about it on Greek Brunch. Uh, and they said it was weird. Even Oh, the only one guy read it. He said it was weird, but he's going to continue reading it. So, yeah, yeah, we, we got to find that. And maybe if, well, Alan Moore can't do anything wrong, so there you go. 
but Malcolm McLaren was behind it. Just don't sound. <laughs> I, I don't want my sensibilities to be my sensitive, sensitive sensibilities to be fractured. Did you ever see Sin Nancy? Yes, I did. That was a great movie. Everybody go see that. No, at the end of it was a very sad ending. But it's true to life. That's what happens. Okay, no, we need happy endings. Okay, we don't want to hear nothing about no drug addicts, people who are self-destructive, hurting themselves. Well, in a way, it had a happy ending because it ended with Sin Nancy going off into the sunset, even though they were both dead. <sighs> even though it did end with a great song by Joe Strummer called Love Kills. <laughs> Love Kills. You know what? I'm going to put that on here, even though I played it on other episodes before. I can't believe you said something. Cut the crap or some album was better than London Calling. I don't know. I'm talking about uh, probably Combat Rock. (laughs) Anyway. All that album had good on it was Rock the Casbah, and that was it. No. I'm surprised that you even like Rock the Casbah, but no. That album had good shit on it. Okay. Uh, What's that name of that album? Uh, London Calling had boring songs. Oh, like, that had great fucking songs. Austin, the supermarket. Besides, London Calling was the shit, and maybe another song was on there. No, that's the best one, London Calling. But they, come on, man. Lost in the supermarket. I was falling asleep. That was a great song. <laughs> anyway. Of Brixton and Love in Vain. Oh, what a yeah, great album. Okay, that is good, too. Let me stop. Uh, but still, Combat Rock. Is good album also. It's a short trip. I don't know why everybody said that was their sellout album, The Clash. It was. Well, it was better at least than Cut the Crap. That was a horrible album. Uh, they had so many albums I couldn't keep up, so I didn't. I don't know what's on that. Anyway, you need to cut the crap. <laughs> Stop talking about uh, London calling and start big upping Combat Rock and loving that. Uh, <laughs> and also loving the BGs and Elton John. BGs. No, I'm joking. Elton John sucks. Phantom Zone. Or all the BGs dead yet? I think one of them's still alive. Leave the BGs alone, okay? Or the BG alone? All I know is they should be dead. No, they were good. They're a good fucking. They're a good band, man. <laughs> or they were, except for you know Barry is the last one left. Uh, so anyway, number one, Phantom Zone into the world of Krypton's Twilight Dimension, and we see on the cover. These covers suck because I don't like the composition. I don't. I don't like what they're trying to do. They're trying to have to do the old school st- style, but it doesn't work with Gene Colan's art. We see Phantom Zone. We see a bunch of criminals in the Phantom Zone, <laughs> looking fucked up. Everybody look middle aged. All the criminals in the Phantom Zone look like they forty seven years old, and uh, we see Superman. There are some war balloons on the cover, and you don't see that anymore. Uh, but this was 1982. He said, Superman is saying, Quixel has committed a crime, and Quintonian law demands he be sent to the Phantom Zone. And we see Craig Fa- <laughs> Zoe about to be zapped to the Phantom Zone by a dude who looks like an executioner. He's screaming, no, no. And this is, I would, actually, did, did they go into his backstory in this? Because he... This is a real character. I mean, this is a character that... Eventually, I think. Yeah, he didn't... Steve Gerber didn't make up Quicksilver's character. He's a character that... 
he was in one Superman comic in like the Silver Age or the 60s or something like that, who was a guy from the Phantom Zone, but he was a misunderstood criminal in Superman Freedom. <laughs> and it just so happened what called Dux Ex Machina, Doek Machina, where he was able to make the guy forget that he was from the Phantom Zone, that he was from Krypton. He thought he was from Earth with amnesia. <laughs> okay, okay, if you say so. You know, I don't know how he would have been able to remember all the stuff that he you have to do on Earth, our technology and stuff, since he never experienced it. But never mind. We see Quexil is now called Questkill. Questkill, and he's he does the uh, he's the guy who what you call that when you put the paper together, uh, it's like you cut up the paste and copy the copy guy. You paste. I don't know. Back in where they had it in the eighties, didn't have computers <laughs> so did they everybody had to cut and paste words uh yeah because yeah, uh, i i uh used to run my school newspaper and i had to do that there you had to like rub the letters onto the page okay that was in the 1950s yes <laughs> it is Questgill is called the Ace of Paste and has committed the unpartnable act of snoozing on the news. In other words, he's ass is sleeping on at at a job. He's sleeping on the board, and, and Barry White is cursing the fuck out. Great Caesar's ghost, Questgill. The engravers are screaming that your page one replay, and and you're using it for a pillow. Get out! Questgill, shaking at him here. <laughs> Yeah, he's just waking up. Quesco, stop shaking. I'm not going to bite you. I may have your head handed to me, though. If that paste-up isn't finished by... Uh, I, I'm sorry, Mr. White. I'll try. Anybody could try. On this paper, we succeed, or why bother? Say How what? do you pronounce the singer's name? Because we were arguing about this before. What singer? Who, who are you talking about? The anchor. Oh, let me stop. Zaniga. Not what you said, which is he said the nigger is what you said or something like that. But it's Tony Zuniga. That's how I say it's pronounced. How you gonna say how gonna be Zuniga? But it is only one G. It's it just doesn't have. I don't don't see Zuniga. It's Zuniga. Tony de Zuniga. Inker. Anyway, look how Colin is. I don't see any cuts from you. <laughs> Colin's got him. He's he looking all fucked up. Motherfucker falling off his chair, falling on his face. And he said, What in the name of? And they said, oh, Charlie's been out of sorts lately, Mr. White. He hasn't been in stuff. So he's all fucked up. His head is bleeding. Is it bleeding? <laughs> Motherfucker's head is bleeding. Because he trips and lands on his head here. But uh, they gave him with, coffee. Thunk. He said, Oh, he said, uh, <laughs> it's, it's hard. To get us get him to sample anything stronger than herbal tea, is is your heart is it your heart, Charlie? You want to go to the hospital? No, tired, so so tired. I need sleep. Okay, motherfucker, he barely awake. His head is bleeding. He just fell out. <laughs> he could barely. It's stand like, up. oh, don't fire me, Mister White, please. And Perry White's like, fuck you, dude. No, he took fire. No, he didn't fire him. Everybody, Perry. 
is is a gruff on the exterior and nice guy on the inside. <laughs> and he said the pl- the planet never loses a valued employee unless I fire him personally. Trademark purpose of the seventies. Ain't nobody wearing no you got new. What? Well, Bruce Banner. And uh, always wore purple pants. Anything, but uh, I never seen nobody in the seventies wear fucking purple pants, especially somebody because. And if Perry White wasn't such an asshole, maybe his wife wouldn't have cheated on him with Lex Luthor. Wait a minute, did that happen in the comics? It's yeah, it did. <laughs> Post crisis though. But yeah, those goddamn assholes who took over Superman after Byrne left. I forgot. I forgot that guy's name. Okay, fuck him for doing that. Fuck these people. At least John Byrne, like I said, did have Superman kill the Phantom Zone criminals. Okay, I don't believe. It. I believe when I see it. After he killed Zod, person was like, "No, spare me. I will fuck you." And Superman was like, "No, die." Uh, no, I don't believe that. Anyway, I uh, read the issue. I thought you read all of Burns' issues. And uh, oh, okay, so you did say, and I didn't believe your ass that wearing a headband is a rite of passage of uh, the Krypton. And and Kreskel comes home because he thinks he's a human. He's supposed to think he's Earthling, don't know nothing about Krypton. But he looks in the mirror, sees the head bandage that was wrapped on his head, and he says, a headband? But criminals aren't entitled to wear headbands. And he's thinking of himself as he's as a Krypton, Kryptonian, and he sees his... Because you all always wore a headband. Yeah, that's true. Okay. To the uh, re... To John Byrne said, no, we got to Get this more up to date, more in style. Yeah, then yeah, he oh, just said. And he ruined. Yeah, I don't think so. Look at the shitty he city. Supergirl. Look. Wait, what about Supergirl? He were out of continuity, and they had to reintroduce her. Uh, that's okay. Everybody was happy. It was okay with it. And he wrote out crypto. He wrote out everything good. Out of the Superman continuity. Uh, they were trying to beat Marvel. And nobody wanted to see the corny shit. Besides, Supergirl was killed in Crisis on Infinite Earth. And it would be cheap if they just brought her back. So that ain't his fault. Thank you. I approve of well, this message. Peter David eventually brought her back anyway. So there. So what? Years and years later. And, and that wasn't even fucking... Uh, <laughs> Supergirl, that was uh, Linda Danvers or somebody who thought she was some kind of creature called Supergirl. Actually, none of that was the real Supergirl. Then there was demons and Matrix from aliens calling themselves Supergirl, even though there was no Supergirl during that whole time. The whole 90s, there was <laughs> the real Supergirl didn't come back to 2000. So, John Burton, you did a good job. Quarterback uh, uh, Jeff Lube. Whoever was writing Superman, Batman, at the time. There you go. Then Jeff Lowe did something good, right? No, he brought her back with no tits. Supergirl was never flat-chested before. Anyway, yes, she was. Anyway, uh, Jor-El, they're trying to introduce something 
and they're using a lot of dialogue that they don't got to use. He's just saying, <laughs> he's introducing this little contraption that will send people to the Phantom Zone, the criminals, because it's a more humane way. To, and actually, it's not humane. It's and he's, like a, like as him. an example, he sends Laura into the Phantom Zone. Yeah, his assistant, he's the greatest scientist. Funny if she couldn't bring her back. No, that <laughs> he got. He's the biggest scientist in Krypton. He can't get an assistant. To or do even that shit. funnier, if in, when he sends Laura into the Phantom Zone, the Phantom Zone criminals raped her. Uh, that can't be since there's no criminals in the Phantom Zone at this point in time. Damn. He's in- it to the council. <laughs> he's trying to make it so that it's a prison. He's not. He wouldn't do that to his wife. Thighs. I don't think they could touch each other in the Phantom Zone. So he said. Um, he said, "What you? What you do to your wife? Or she just in another dimension?" Like I said, you should have got. You should have used a criminal, not your own wife, as a as a guinea pig, you motherfucker. <laughs> Bro, was an asshole. Yeah, what if what, it went, went wrong? <laughs> He's a dick. <laughs> no, no, he could he could have warned his people that his their plan was gonna blow up, but no. He's like, I'm just gonna save my son. You son of a bitch. I think he did try to warn the science council, and they basically laughed at him because he because because he uses his wife as a guinea pig. They can't believe anything this motherfucker said. She, in the Santa Phantom Zone, she is a wraith, unable to, to affect the material world. Uh, in Phantom Zone, she can she feels no hunger, requires no sleep, doesn't age. She can neither touch nor be touched. She can only think. Why don't any of the women on Krypton wear headbands? Because that's a man's thing. I don't know. <laughs> Damn, I don't want the woman to have a headband on. Uh. Even though they tried to give Super... They did give Supergirl one in the 80s. And that looked horrible. He brought... <laughs> he brought it up. And I, like I said, that was for the movie. And then the movie said, Oh, wait a minute. We don't want this stupid headband. And then Carmine Infantino and the rest of the DC creators were pissed. Because they stuck Supergirl with that stupid-ass headband for months. <laughs> and she said the only thing she felt in these fandoms... So, <laughs> and then this other motherfucker come, uh, who's this other scientist who comes? He, he's like, oh, I got these. He says, forget, uh, <laughs> Jarrell. It's like they're, they're all auditioning their, their scientific inventions. And he says, I brought androids, fellow citizens, to replace our robot labor force. This is Grandma, who, the scientist. These artificial men have no circuits to burn out, no mechanisms to repair. And manipulated by thought control, they're more versatile than robots. Okay, sounds good. And then, then we think it's like, uh, Grandma, we got a problem. <laughs> and, then, and he said, and his android is melting. And he said, Ryle, curse you, Jarrell. Your phantom ray is responsible for this. It destabilized my android's molecular composition. What the fuck? <laughs> I said, it destabilized. How did that even happen? <laughs> I probably wasn't his fault. <laughs> he just wanted to blame him. I blame I pay, you. Pay for this humiliation, you and all the Krypton. Wait a minute, how could a scientist be so uh, his stability be so uh, razor thin? 
He's a mad scientist. <laughs> he shouldn't. He should have been. They should have seen that before he got that far. Who, who's these big ass? Oh, okay. I guess this is Cresco's eyes. He's watching this guy Grandma Laboratory nearby. <laughs> Charlie watches, and Grandma with his dark control device takes command of their precious robot police. <laughs> he starts killing everybody. <laughs> oh, he says, Charlie watches spectacle of destruction, aghast at the waste of life and property. Okay, forget the property, it's the life, dude. <laughs> he said, he's astonished at his loss. And, of course, he's put in, he's put, he's sent away in a rocket. This is before the reason. Uh, I don't know why they did that. Anyway, and what's this, all these people dying? Um, oh, oh, there's another guy, another criminal named Jack Zor. Launches a missile with <laughs> into space. The guidance system fails, and the missile hurdles past its target toward Weathergar, one of the moons of Krypton. And it blows up everybody there. <laughs> but he, okay, that, this guy didn't do that on purpose. It's they, funny though. <laughs> but he's sent to the Phantom Zone when he didn't do that. He says, "Fucking ducking." Un- oh, okay, it was unauthorized. That's why he's going to jail. <laughs> what I don't get is the Phantom Zone, they got them chained to a wall like a dungeon, <laughs> and then they you don't need to them up. You're about to send them to the Phantom Zone. I don't know why they chained to a dungeon wall. To humiliate them. Krypton is really cruel and unusual punishment on this motherfucker. Damn. And, and then there's another criminal who attempts to alter evolution <laughs> with uh, a formula of his own creation, and he is sent to 50 Sun Cycles Phantom Zone, but guess what, motherfucker, it's going to be long. <laughs> a lot longer. Yeah. Then there's some other person. The man and woman in your laboratory, or Dr. Zaydu, is a, he's a crazy scientist, too. And he gets 30 Sun Cycles. Then we got a female, Femora. I don't know what she is. She's not. She's the deadliest Kryptonian martial arts. And she just hates men, I guess. <laughs> and she killed, but this is the one I oh the neuro. Uh, That's why she's got to go to the Phantom Zone. <laughs> she's a strong woman, bitch. <laughs> and then, but oh, that's not it. Oh, they find, they find in her hideout that she, that she has victims preserved by a strange glowing gas in a membrane in membrane sacs, and the hideous truth can no longer be denied. She operated a concentration camp filled by the males she despised. And when she tired of tormenting the prisoner, she killed him. You see all these naked men <laughs> in bags. This is a kind of a graphic for a DC comic in the 80s. I hope no kids saw this. Yeah. <laughs> and she only got, oh, she got 300 sun cycles. Damn. Ah. No. Wait, she still got life. Oh, that's right. You live forever in this Phantom Zone. Hey, what? Uh, she got a sentence exceeded only by Jack Zer's 300 sun cycles. So I guess she got 299 cycles. Uh, when she gets out, she's still going to be a fucking murderer. Okay, that's why the Phantom Zone don't work. Just keep them in jail for their life and let them get old and die. <laughs> but Phantom Zone, you don't never get old. And thanks a lot, uh, Jarrell, you asshole. Now you a day off. You dummy. <laughs> and then uh, Ferrara's scream of rage <laughs> receded to silence only to be replaced by 
the cacophony of cacophony of war and progress. And there's a whole bunch of men who look like the Manhunters attacking some base. Oh, and that General Zod. And his... Yeah, and they're all clones of him. <laughs> oh, just like Clone Wars. <laughs> George Lucas, you fucking... Fuck Clone Wars. <laughs> or just... Fuck all Star Wars after the first three movies. Uh, those weren't that good either. But he, Hey, Zod only got 40 sun cycles. This motherfucker. He's not as. Well, he's the general. <laughs> and, and, and Charlie what's wrong with these people? How can a civilization so outwardly advanced produce such a collection of fiends? That is true. How the fuck did they get away with that? And then we. Uh, <laughs> Krypton got a ghetto, y'all. And, it's, and we go to Azrael and Nardaria. And she has, like, telekinetic powers. And he, which he uses to choke this guy to death. Well, I thought she just knocked him out, but or she inv- invades the nervous system, and and this other guy catches him on a fire. And he didn't have to do that because he was already out. <laughs> but he said, "Burn!" <laughs> and I was like, "I don't know how." So they got mutants on Krypton, and uh, caught by the cops, and they're sentenced to fifteen some cycles. That's all they murdered the man. <laughs> How long? Yeah, it was just the poor guy. <laughs> and Charlie, see, uh, who is this Charlie looking at? Somebody else, uh, Cruel. Okay, uh, <laughs> good, nice with the names there. You went to the. Well, he's related to Jor-El, who is his cousin. Oh, okay, Cruel. And he has a uh, forbidden weapons, and of course the science police. Hey, I thought there was only. <laughs> There's science police here, and then there's a legion. Where's the legion? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. No. I guess we need science police here on Earth. Shit. Well, <laughs> and Jarrell sends Cruel personally to the Phantom Zone, and they got chains in the Phantom Zone, even though I don't know why they can't. They're not tangible. They can't touch anything. Well, they're not tangible when he sends them into the Phantom Zone. Uh, but I'm saying in the Phantom Zone they got chains. But uh, who? Uh, this last one I think is Chris uh, Kell himself. Chris Kell. But uh, let's see his crime because I forgot what it was. <laughs> Only one man follows Cruel into the light dimension before the punishment is banned. Were they banned it or did the Krypton just blow up and <laughs> that's why they got stuck in there? Perhaps the most hated man on Krypton, the Slayer of the Rondors. What the fuck is a Rondor? It's a giant. Uh, dinosaur dead the entire herd why profit of course the radiant horns of the rondors could cure all sicknesses and mend all injury okay kill them motherfuckers then <laughs> heal my ass fuck that fucking dino dino <laughs> motherfucker <laughs> the patients flock to bathe in their cellular regeneration stimulators and they pay for the privilege through the, their Kryptonian noses <laughs> <laughs> but every profitable venture comes to the end, and uh, the police discover discover the guy, and the guy is sent to the Phantom Zone. The man called Quesquel, Quexel, Quesquel. Can it be? Charlie freezes. The face is unmistakably his own. How did he and lose? 
that happened when he got to Earth in that old issue. I don't know. <laughs> so you better read some old uh, bronze Silver Age Superman. So, but uh, he, they try to make it like he was not that bad of a guy in the Superman comic. That's what I heard. But he is a bad guy. Well, I mean, he killed a bunch of animals, and, and he only did it for profit. Fuck the Ronsworth. <laughs> I gotta read that old one myself to see how they spun this story. Because this story is uh, told in the modern age of comics. And I would like to see how it was told in the Silver Age. And then uh, they all are torturing uh, Jarrell. Well, Jarrell lies ill, stricken with fever. Concentrate, pepper. <laughs> see, now, that's a flaw of the Phantom Zone. They can see everybody and they can use their mental powers if they got them to influence people, living people. And, uh, one of them is Rael. They and he had the motherfucking Phantom Zone Ray in his home in his living room, and he went over there. He's in in the sleepwalking. He's hypnotized. He tries to let them out while he and they're his, chanting release, release. <laughs> but Laura has to throw a wrench into the works and stop him. Jarrell, no. Laura's cry breaks the spell. The escape attempt is thwarted. Dor- and when he when he recovers, he reports the incident to the science council, <laughs> and they send it the projector off to the deep space. That's why it is canceled. Wait a minute, motherfucker! Wait a minute. Some of these motherfuckers got fifteen cycles. Some got two hundred cycles. What you gonna do when it's time to free them? <laughs> Nothing, because Krypton's gonna blow up. And actually, he said he thinks to himself before it blows up. He's the prisoners' telepathic abilities will be useless now. No one can free them from the zone, and yet maybe they should be free. To suffer the fate that awaits us all. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, motherfucker, just let him out and let him die in prison. <laughs> and nine days later, though, Krypton dies. <laughs> nine days? Jorel, you asshole. Y'all could y'all, y'all, <laughs> no kind of fucking. I mean, y'all got all this technology. Y'all couldn't leave the planet. The whole planet couldn't like have contingency plans. He plan. saved Kal El. Couldn't he have saved himself? <laughs> that wouldn't have worked out for the story, I guess. They would have my Pa Kent and all that shit. Didn't he yeah. save himself retroactively on Smallville? I never saw those episodes, but I think he did. Uh, I, don't, I didn't see it. I, I stopped watching that show a, yeah. a long time ago. And it says, uh, <laughs> ironically, the worst specimens of humanity ever to tread Krypton soil have survived their executioners and they rejoice. <laughs> and uh, the dream ends, and he he finds himself in a in a lab, that's probably Star Labs or something, in a place alien to him as Krypton. No idea how he got there, and worse, no notion how to get out. And he finds all this fucking machinery and shit, like the motherfucker in <laughs> in the Avengers comic who built that machine to get to another dimension. I don't know how these motherfuckers building dimension chopping machines, but Star Labs can't. <laughs> and, and he knocked out he beat up like half a dozen guards god damn the world's the most I slipped past the world's most sophisticated alarm system into star laboratories why would I even want to do this and we see why it's cause uh, <laughs> Zod the answers are both horrifyingly simple and an ability came from the side page 19 here and still no Superman. <laughs> he ain't gonna be in this comic. 
Yeah. And then all this uh, all this exposition just to say all the uh, first how, how could the Phantom Zone be over Earth? I mean, they, the, Krypton is like in another galaxy or something. How the fuck they can see everybody on Earth now? Yeah, the Phantom Zone is in its own dimension. Anyway, <laughs> I guess they can watch any planet they want to watch, huh? Yep, pretty much. Oh, and the, the they're planning to get out. You try to get out, but oh, my boys, Manel, because he was in the <laughs> he was in the uh, <laughs> Phantom Zone for years, even though he was innocent, but he was sick. So it's okay. Let's just put you in a Phantom Zone. Like motherfucker, I want to be here with a bunch of fucking criminals. <laughs> and he's like, uh, uh, Manel is here. But unfortunately, the Legion doesn't show up. And he can't communicate with Superman to let him know because he knows some shit's about to go down. Hey, here's your Superman, Clark Kent at WGBS Studios. WGBS. Uh, where's Morgan Edge? <laughs> he ain't in this episode. He's in a Lois and Clark TV series. He was? I heard oh. I heard he was, yeah. I never saw those episodes then. I didn't watch that shit. Okay, oh, <laughs> Superman TV series sucked except for Superboy. They placed Superboy like after the first season and just hoped nobody would notice, though. <laughs> That's not it. They just got another actor. We all understand that sometimes people quit And job. they got Gilbert Gottfried to play a supervillain, which didn't make any sense. It's so flicks. <laughs> yeah, see, well, he'll be a good prankster. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, uh, he's a comedy genius. So, <laughs> I hate his fake voice. I'm Gilbert Gottfried. Yeah. <laughs> this voice made me a lot of money, motherfucker. <laughs> he got, you heard about he got fired being Aflac duck because he made jokes about the tsunami. Aflac. <laughs> <laughs> I like the Aflac duck. They shouldn't have fired him. He made jokes about the tsunami. I forgot the joke on Twitter. Well, I'm trying to re- good for him then. For that. But No, no, that's more sensitive. It's part of the cast that ruined Saturday Night Live in 1980 with Charles Rocket and all those people. That was horrible. Uh, Dan, you remember, I just uh, listened to an interview with him on the podcast too and he was talking about that <laughs> they was I, got, I don't even know if he defended it you can't call him the uh, there was a thousand other cast after that who wasn't as good Okay, so it wasn't his it, but at least like later casts had like Billy Crystal and people like that yeah, was, I don't know it's not Gilbert's fault but he said but he said yeah people are- it only got good again with the Phil Hartman cast. Uh, Phil Hartman and John Lewis and all those guys. Mike uh, Myers and all those people. I said that because Charles Rocky owed himself. And people, he said, that, oh, he didn't get it. He did, but he said people tried to make it like that, that season of Saturday Live did bad. His career went Saturday down and he killed his... Fired for saying... Oh, yeah, I forgot. Oh, he told that story too. And I forgot the story goes... Oh, yeah, him, he was a... He was in a casket playing a dead man. He got to say something. And it wasn't that funny. But he said they really, everybody got fired after Charles Rocket said fuck on the air. 
And uh, but Charles Rocket did work for a long time. So what he said, show comes on at eleven thirty night for God's sake. <laughs> I know what you're gonna do about it. What do you do? Oh, he says, uh, what does Japanese have in common with Stern? They're both radioactive. Okay, that's funny. <laughs> uh, I split up with my girlfriend, but like the Japanese say, there'll be another one floating by any minute now. That's funny. Oh, that's a bad case. There'll be another one floating by any minute now. That's not. Japan caught me. They said maybe these jokes are a hit in the U.S., but over here they're all sinking. <sighs> Japan is really advanced. They don't go to the beach. The beach comes to them. <laughs> that is, <laughs> one can laugh about anything, but Godfrey shouldn't be surprised that the corporate sponsor would fire. Blah blah blah. Anyway, he got fired from Aflac. And then he, said, he, he could have sued. Them. They went and got another Aflac person who sounded. Basically, everybody thinks that's the same Aflac guy. You can't copyright a voice, though. I would say that you can because he came up with that. That's his distinct trademark. Godfrey, Affleck, and you know he talked like that before Affleck. People, that's why they hired him. But now they're going to hire somebody just to do exactly what he did. And he came up with that shit. It's called intellectual property. Anyway, back at WGP. You agree with that, but you don't think. Comics writers should own the characters they create because they signed it over to DC and Marvel. Oh, uh, they said because they don't that. have a choice. Then they then don't do it. That that's that's the choice. Don't do it then. And I know what you saying with that defeatist attitude. What are they gonna do if they don't work for the big guys like Dave Sims, Robert Crumb, and the Kitchen Sink Press, and all these other independent. Ones. Kitchen sink went bankrupt, <laughs> and Dave Sim and Robert Crumb were exceptions. I don't think Sim ever made a whole lot of money. That's what you do when you buy yourself. Now, if you're going to work for a big company, then you whatever you make for them is theirs now. But now they don't do that shit no more. They just use the character, and I don't blame them. DC and Marvel keep recycling, having you know, keep bringing back characters that are thirty, forty. 50 years old even if they weren't that popular because they don't want to pay these motherfuckers for new characters and I don't blame them. <laughs> Fuck y'all. Just come up Man, the Marvel and DC universes suck then because there's never any new characters. I mean what they do, they can just update the old ones. That's all. It's still good. <laughs> what you talking about? I'm trying to think of a new Okay, like, uh, the new Avengers the young Avengers or whatever. They all you gotta do is have vision, but make it a young vision. Uh, <laughs> bring back the, the real young, vision if they haven't already. A young hawk, a young female Hawkeye. She's a hot young chick now. She's in style, but it's still Hawkeye. So <laughs> and you don't gotta pay a motherfucker for coming up with the new this concept. What right the new character that was horrible? Ever any everybody hated him. Sentry. I liked him. I was going to send you some Sentry comics <laughs> so you can get into they got golden. They got a Golden Age Century miniseries and they had a, a, a newer Century miniseries that is supposed to be impressive. Well, now he's dead. Ha ha ha. That's what he gets for sucking so bad. <sighs> a moment of silence for Century.
Fuck this sensory. <laughs> anyway, Jimmy is coming out of uh, Perry White's office. The chief give you a rough go, Jimmy? The usual. He expects me to be Woodward, Bernstein, and the Batman rolled into one. It's that series of electronics burglaries. <laughs> I like to mention the bird, Woodward and Bernstein. Even though Jimmy is not a reporter, he's a, a photographer. But anyway. And they're just talking about, oh, they're talking about the quest kill, stole all that shit. And then, uh, now what do you think of uh, Colin's depiction of Clark Kent? I think this nice drawing here is a little bit dark for Clark Kent, but <laughs> I'll, go, I'll let it go. It looks okay. The only thing wrong with Colin is these no Jack Kirby and he's not Steve Ditko. He's 25,000 times better than Steve Ditko. <laughs> okay. You hate Ditko. <laughs> anyway, look at his arms go. Like when Clark is walking, his arms bend forward. They don't bend it back the other way. That's good. That's good. That's how our human anatomy works. And then he's, and then he's concerned about Charlie. So Clark turns his friend. He goes into, because he's so he can go check on Charlie. There you go. He goes into the broom closet and he comes out up, up and away. Now are you happy? Superman's in the comic book. It's about time. Notice the comic is almost over, though. <laughs> Heartbeat later. All heads turn upward. The mighty man of tomorrow hurdles over the streets of Metropolis. And now this is a real colon slash Gerber panel here. <laughs> Where the old lady coming off the bus knocked the, knocked the young girl over. The young girl says, Superman, the old lady says, one side, chicky. I want to look before my peepers go dim. <laughs> that <funny>. bitch. <laughs> or who, the young one or the old one? The old lady. She, can't you appreciate it? The woman is old. She wants to see Superman before she dies. This looks like a Wayne Boring drawing of Superman here. The, I don't he's, think there's something boring about this. I think it's exciting. Oh. The artist Wayne Boring from the fifties. <laughs> okay, I don't know how I don't. I heard of his name. I, I've probably seen his work because I read some of those comics. I just don't recognize. I don't know what he did, and I don't know why. He, this is to me. This is like Gene Cullen art. I don't see, especially Howard the Duck with the old lady getting off the bus. Remind me of the kidney lady. This is. Uh, yeah, this is. You have to admit the kidney lady was a great obnoxious character. No, I don't. Bill Mantlo for turning into a sorceress for no reason. <laughs> yeah, we got to get to those. We got to get to these Howard the Ducks so we can get to the Howard the Duck magazine. Well, I already reviewed the first issue negatively, of course. We can skip that one and just move on to, to the rest of them. We're probably going to skip some of the Howard the Ducks, too, because I reviewed like issue 27 written by somebody else. Not Gerber. <laughs> anyway, uh, Superman looking for Charlie. And by the time he does find Charlie, he's putting together that machine to bring the bad guys to Earth. And there's a whole bunch of uh, dialogue and shit. And yeah, the Phantom Zone criminals are watching him put the machine together and they're basically laughing at him. Um, before, I do want to give a quick shout out mention to Lana Lang and her hot redheaded ass. And she said, I'm Lana Lang, hoping you're. Fuck! Bad. 
Lois Lane. <laughs> Superman always should have been Milana. Uh, uh, the readers don't think so. So, uh, that Spider-Man would be with Gwen Stacy, not Mary Jane, who's a bitch. You gotta get over this, okay? It's been fifty years for all these characters. They've been with the woman. They wasn't at least they canceled his, like they erased his wedding from continuity. <laughs> oh, fans didn't like that either. He had um, to make a deal with the devil. Doesn't that bother you? Yeah, he should have just got divorced. <laughs> Anyways, Superman finds Charlie. He realizes what Charlie's doing, and he crashes through the building. <laughs> he, uh, he's a, he has, it was actually Mary Jane who made the deal with the devil. No, Peter I didn't, would never do that. And uh, that's a lie. That Peter was all that he was all for that. Go first. back and read that issue. And then Mary Jane, Mary Jane didn't want to be out of his life. She just helped him. She she helped him because that's what he really wanted. That's it. Thank you. And it's because of his open, what you call it, open opus, uh that he had for Aunt May. Oedipus complex. Yes. That reminds me of the story in Angel, where Angel was human for a while, Fuck and it. he had to become a vampire again, and he made. Buffy forget that ever happened. That was just like that story. The first season of Angel was horrible except for that one story. Uh, I never see any eight, uh, Buffy and uh, better off for it. Uh, and I don't give Josh Whedon credit for the Avengers movie. I give that to all the people. He wrote it! No, but see, yeah, but there's these things called consultants. Marvel consultants mean not. And he directed it! <laughs> It's it, it's all because of him that it was good, and he even had Thanos at the end. What could be better? <laughs> anyway, like I said, Marvel consultants they <laughs> called Brian Michael Bendis. Uh, was there I, a Stan Lee cameo in that movie? I forget. Yeah, no, there always is, but I can't remember it at all. Wait a minute, what? There might not have been. Or but he probably was as Larry King or some stupid shit. But yeah, there's one in the Spider-Man movie, but uh, yeah, I don't remember where he was in Avengers. Man, I gotta buy that fucking DVD. And uh, Fuck. the Spider-Man movie, the latest one, was ruined it. by the ending. Cause who was that at the end? Who was who? Who at the end? The villain at the end. Who they didn't tell you who it was. Yeah, I don't even know what the fuck that was. They probably saw Avengers and they said, let's put our own little villain at the end, like Thanos. Yeah, but we don't know who the fuck he is. It's supposed to be probably Norman uh, Osborn. I hope not, because they already did that. Even though I don't see how to fucking get into the cell and disappear. Or somebody new to the movies. You know, you know that he's going to be the next one in the movie. He's a specter in the last movie. They're trying to come up with something to keep him alive. Oscorp is in the movie. You know it's going to be fucking Norman Osborn. So he, he's going to be the one to kill Gwen probably because they wanted to be like the comics. Mm. That's all. They never should have brought Norman Osborn back to life in the first place. Oh, you're talking about the comics? Okay, the, why, you're not getting over these things that happened four or five years ago. It's, it's okay. All the Spider-Man. They should have brought him back. Wait, the 90s sucked except for Craven's last hunt. That Wonderful. was awesome. 
if they didn't bring Norman Osborn back, Thunderbolts would not have been the same thing. What do you guys yeah, think? Yeah, it would have still been good because Warren Ellis is awesome. And then Quest goes stupid ass, presses the button, Superman. T- Even though you got the speed of light, Superman, uh, you could have stopped him. You could have used your heat vision to cut his finger off. <laughs> that would have been cool, but no. <laughs> and, and it wouldn't have been taking a life. I'm taking a life. Now all the fucking uh, Phantom Zone criminals are in Charlie's apartment, and Superman and Charlie. I don't know how they got it, but they they got zapped to the <laughs> Phantom Zone, and that's how the comic ends. And it's a great cliffhanger. I give this comic a seven. And damn, and Zod is saying, free, the Earth, the very universe itself is ours for the taking. Like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> and, uh, but I want to know, where's Ursa and the big guy who's always with Zod? These, Nod. This, this his, yeah, it's not his usual crew. And where 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 did they go? They're not in this where comic. I want to know where the fuck they went. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pissed. Next issue, Supergirl, Green Lantern, Hawkman, Wonder Woman battle to save the Earth while Superman and Charlie experience the terrors of the Twilight Dimension. Yeah. You have to admit, this was a great comic. That's it for this episode. Uh, next, Well, I don't know if it's next time or the week after. We are coming back to the Phantom Zone miniseries. We'll do issue number two. In the meantime, check out doomcast.blogspot.com where you can find all of the Doom episodes. Until next time, peace.